On the cover, Darren does some light gardening outside a two-story brick house. Beside her, a small boy with an excited look on his face holds a lizard out for her inspection. On the steps, a teenage girl feigns disinterest but is surreptitiously filming the exchange on her cell phone. In front of the house, a metal T-Rex sits atop the mailbox holding a sign that proudly reads, Dakota Household. In the distance, we can just make out the shape of a drive-in theater, the screen filled with the title card for Day of the Triffids. Issue 22, Babysat. Okay, and this is issue 22, if I do my math right. This is the first of our Apex City one-shots. Uh, so in the aftermath of episode 21, um, a lot of stuff happened kind of all at once. And uh, so we're just going to split the team up for a little bit and uh, try and resolve some of those things. Individual growth is important. Individual growth is important. And speaking of growth, uh, welcome to Darren. Hello. So... Where we left you off, you had uh, kind of been held hostage by William's dad a little bit. Mm. And the panels we get of this one are just kind of direct aftermath as everyone just sort of shuffles out of the mall sans William, who is gone now. Yeah. Uh, maybe forever. Who knows? We'll get there. And I want to get to kind of that evening. Where does Darren go? Uh, what does Darren do? I think that... I, Darren, that's me. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> Good start. In the immediate aftermath of the exchange of William with his father mm -hmm. and seeing him vanish away and being very helpless to have changed. In fact, being being a cause for a lot of, not cause, focus. <laughs> sure, focus sure. Focus for that event would make... Darren feel useless and especially in light of what was happening with Evergreen and my people, which was also a moment of failure for me. I think I would be not catatonic, but mm -hmm. more reclusive. I think mm -hmm. I would have closed myself up, maybe even literally closed myself <laughs> up and tried to hide away in my basement. Okay. So I think, I think that's a good place to start in. So we have Darren uh, hanging out in your basement. And since it has been a minute, mm -hmm. what does your basement look like at this point? Um, okay, so my basement is actually a containment unit. But I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, prevent me from causing harm to myself or other people, uh, as like if I ever mm -hmm. went uh, in a bad way. And because my plan is a papal of uh, hard to predict moral standards and it has, so I've watched a lot of like movies and television, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. to try and get a gauge of how humanity like exchanges like ideas and thoughts. So my walls are covered still with the cookbook pictures, like, I like it. a whole bunch of like, as I would see like in movies with. Uh, the teenagers mm -hmm. uh, would have, like, band posters up on their wall, but mm -hmm. I didn't recognize that those were, like, people, not just, like, uh, you know, just fun, like, images. So there's, like, cookbook photos, and there's, like, auto-book manuals, there's, uh, auto like, auto-tuning me mechanic uh, materials on the wall, and I'm very, like, 
proud of my decorating skills. There's the a ton of fairy. Yeah, and I have like a little like a little um uh, little garden of moss where I grow some moss. Yeah, I would say it's messy. Okay. Uh probably very sticky. Cuz I do secrete secretions. <laughs> I secrete secretions. Uh and I think my bed would be kind of sticky and I don't really have like blankets or anything. Mm. I think I would just kind of I think I would plant myself literally <coughs> at night and go to sleep. Excuse me. When and uh, and this is to go back to uh, to Simone Park. When you had your little flashback, you grabbed a little bag of seeds out of your uh, out of your ship. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to maybe look in on those on those seedlings. Mm-hmm. Did you ever plant them? Yeah, I think I would have them with the moss. Okay. And what kind of plants are they? Uh, they're a plant that is native to my planet, a dormant plant that has not reacted yet, and. Uh, since planting it. And I've lived here for almost a year, okay. I think. Uh, I planted it when I first arrived. I think this is a plant that is one that is extremely valuable. Everyone on my planet would mm-hmm. have some in reserve. It's I've, I like to imagine it as possibly seeds that um, react to my biochemistry. Okay. Uh, maybe they're the seeds that help me heal after injury. Nice. So um, they, they have functions. Yes. Which I, I definitely like that all of the, the like for lack of a better word, technology is like grown yeah okay um so plants that might help you heal any Mm -hmm. other functions that these would have maybe i'm open to other ideas i think because i think we can definitely work with that yeah so as you're down here uh i think one of these is probably some sort of a communications court sort of thing Mm -hmm. would make sense as part of like a emergency kit right yes and what is it what does this sound like when that goes off is it very loud or does it like bloom in colors or what does it look yeah, like? Yeah, I think it would have an exothermic heat to it. So it'd be strangely warm Okay. to the touch. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be pulsing okay. as well as it began to bloom, almost flesh-like. And I don't think it would glow, but it would definitely have heat to it. Darren's been kind of, uh, you know, having a moment down in your basement. Mm-hmm. And this communication plant starts going off, mm-hmm. which has not done so far yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? I think I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I would have a, a glimmer of fear in mm-hmm. my eyes. My All four of them? All four of them. And occasionally six. <laughs> uh, all four of them have a bit of fear. I think I would maybe flinch at the sound of mm-hmm. it. And then carefully go over and like touch the plant which has roots that like come around my fingers okay. and hold it down to okay. the plant and i think that this is um rather than being like a projection just like panels that we get inside your head mm-hmm. i think it kind of connects you into this sort of thing yeah you see three figures that you are relatively familiar with and I think we get a brief series, uh, not to flashback inside a flashback, but we get uh, some, some brief images of these, of these people. Mm-hmm. So when Darren uh, fled from her home planet, uh, she was part of a group. And we see those images, those like panels. It's like the Superman leaving Krypton kind of thing. Yeah. But we see the, the people around you in those groups are these three people. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're all in various stages of either shock or like trying to grab you to stop you. Obviously they didn't. But we come back in... And it's not so much directly language as it is just, like, ideas that kind of get passed back and forth. And the idea here is, we found you. What do you do? 
I think I would send images of not hiding. Okay. Never hiding. And I think the uh, the answer that comes back is good. We're closer than you think. And then you hear a knock at your door upstairs. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh no! And the connection cuts off. <laughs> uh, and uh, while you're downstairs having a little bit of a panic moment, uh, you can hear upstairs Todd and Cooper running to answer the oh, door. Oh, no! <laughs> no! Okay. What do you do? Um, rip my hand, like the roots kind of like uh-huh. get ripped off, and I shoot through, I phase and shoot through the floor of the basement up okay. in front of the door in front of Todd and Cooper. Sure. And like keep put my arms up across the door. Okay. Yeah. And I think Officer Darren kind of like walks in from the kitchen. Everything okay? No. It- Kind of looks out, and he's like, he reaches past you to kind of like open the door. Mm-hmm. And you hear from the other side, oh, is, this, is this a bad time? Uh, it's a very familiar voice. It's Tony Rex Dakota. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. I was, oh my God, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what do you do? I would do, my skin would be uh, rippling like a cuttlefish. Mm-hmm. texture of different waves of black and yellow and pink and blue of like of relief and fear and somewhat joy but also like confusion and i would turn around and face the door with confused expression in my four eyes uh and looking behind me with uh shock so uh so Tony is standing there uh, on your doorstep wearing more or less normal people clothing. He's wearing, like, jeans and, like, a polo shirt. Okay. He's got his cowboy hat on. Uh, and he is, as always, wearing flip-flops because you never know when you're going to get dino feet. Uh, <laughs> and he's holding um, a little card and, like, a little bouquet of flowers. And he's like, is this a really bad time? Uh, I was hoping to talk to you, actually. And he kind of motions toward, towards, uh, towards Darren. You, not officer. That's that's a good distinction to make. Yes. I would look at Officer Darren for a direction of what is happening. Uh, what What's happening? He doesn't, he weirdly enough does not look surprised at this. He's like, yeah, Tony, come on in. Um, okay. And so Tony enters the house. Okay. Uh, okay, big favor to ask of you, uh, Darren. My wife has this thing in space. Um... It's some sort of, I don't know, like a birthday, if I understand correctly. It's going to take us about a week, though. And normally I would ask Buzz to watch the kids, but he's on this migration thing right now. Um, and I know that you watch Officer Darren's kids, and so he suggested that maybe I could ask you if you'd want to babysit for me for like a week. Oh, you're asking me to watch your seedlings? Yeah. Yeah, you, you can call them that. Oh, I would be happy to watch them sprout. I hope there won't be a whole lot of sprouting going on, but um, why don't you come by the house tonight? I'll introduce you, show you where everything is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually leaving tomorrow. This is kind of kind of a short notice sort of thing. Uh, so if that's okay with you, we'll see you this evening. Yes, of yes, yes. And he and he hands the uh, the card and the flowers over to uh, Officer Darren. Pass those along to Meredith for me. Tell her happy birthday. Uh, and he, uh, you know, turns and lets himself out of the house. It's Meredith's seating day? Yeah. What? Wait, we haven't planted anything to celebrate. 
Where where's the mulch? <laughs> That's not really how we do things here. Um, we have her a cake. It's fine. You sacrifice flowers on your seating day? I mean, flower, not flowers. Oh, these! And he holds up the whole bouquet of flowers. I mean, it, it can be, yeah. We, we give them to each other. It's like a token of affection sort of thing. Gross. <laughs> I want to sort of uh, flash from it. I think that's a good point to cut that scene and head over to uh, Tony Rex's house that evening. So, right quick, what is Darren wearing slash preparing? Um, any any beyond the normal preparations, like going to meet someone's kids? Mm-hmm. I uh, would be wearing my most officialist of extra large <laughs> uh, police outfit uniform. Okay. Um, buckled up and around my waist to keep the pants up because they're a bit too big. Perfect. Uh, but I I've had I watched over I watched over Todd and Cooper. Yes. I'm practiced in the traditions and expectations of eight. To six-year-olds. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I would come prepared with for that age group. Perfect. So first off, let's talk about Tony Rex's house right quick. Mm-hmm. So Tony owns a drive-in theater. The house is actually not far from that. Okay. So it's kind of tor- out towards the outskirts because you don't want a bunch of city noise and city lights at your drive-in. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a trip. It's kind of out in the middle of, you know, in the middle of nowhere as much as you can get in Apex City. But there's a lot of room around it is what I'm trying to say. It's a two-story brick home. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Very rural country yeah. home. Yeah, very rural country home. Uh, there's a little mailbox out front that has a metal uh, T-Rex on top of it. And it's a, uh, you know, Dakota household. As you come to the driveway, I think I think Officer Darren is probably going to let you out here mm-hmm. and just drive you over. Yeah. And as, as you come up, uh, Tony is actually out in the front yard, looks like doing some gardening. Mm-hmm. Barefoot, probably just like little khaki shorts and a little A-frame shirt on. He kind of waves over at you. Nice you could make it. Um, Cole setting up uh, dinner inside. I understand that you are a... Uh, God, what? It's not... I guess vegetarian isn't quite the word for it, but you mostly eat plant matter. Is that right? Only decaying plant matter for them. Already part. dead plant matter. Mm-hmm. They'd be rude oh. otherwise. Okay. I think we... I think it's already dead. I would hope so. I don't think we're... We don't tend to eat alive things in this house. So, uh... Yeah, cool. Head on in. I'll be in in just a minute. Okay. Um, the door is open. Okay. Uh, and inside you can see a fairly nice, surprisingly normal looking setup. There's like a living room with a couch and, you know, old big, you know, television screen there. Okay. Uh, past that is a kitchen and you can see uh, a younger boy, probably like eight to nine, so like Todd and Cooper age. Mm-hmm. And a girl that you would, that we would say probably like... 14, 15-ish. Mm-hmm. And then there is what looks to be a vaguely female-shaped cooking dinner. It's like if... Uh, so, okay. If you watch old movies, have you watched any old Fred Astaire movies? Yes, I love them. It's like if Ginger Rogers was made out of mercury. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, and she definitely does not hold one coherent shape as she's moving around. She just kind of, like, slurps in different directions. Mm. But that's what you see in there. What do you do? I think I would first greet the uh, seedling, uh, the smallest child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he runs up and he sees you and he looks back and he goes, Mom, we have company. And she turns around. Hello, I am Collective Synthetic Organism. Pleasure to meet you. And she holds out a hand. 
I would take your hand and say hello. It's slightly moist and it moves uh, in a way that doesn't really... Tra- like, there's obviously no solidity to it. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it's close. Mm-hmm. You can call me Cole. But and you are... I am Darren. Wonderful. I understand that you only eat vegetative matter after its point of decay. Yes. Wonderful. How do you feel about sweet potatoes? I love them rotten. Wonderful. I'll head to the compost. And she heads out into the backyard. In the meantime, Allie, Ty, be good. And she heads out. So let's talk about the kids right quick. Okay. Now that you're in the kitchen, Ty is a, like I said, eight to nine year old boy. Uh, he's got a little bit of a mohawk going on. Radical. Right? He, he's in that radical phase. Yeah. Radical. <clears throat> Allie is 14, 15, definitely too cool to be here. Mm. Uh, ripped jeans, uh, very much into like the, the spiky like wristbands and, you know, the, the choker kind of collar sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Very heavy eye makeup. Doesn't look great. Like My Chemical <laughs> Romance t- time yeah. period? Yeah, that kind of mm, thing looking on there. Yeah. That Gerard Way kind yeah. of way. Yeah, she's, she's in that kind of age group. Mm-hmm. Ty is immediately uh, all up in... Where are you from? I hear you're from space. Are you from space? Our mom's from space. Uh, I am from a planet, uh, larger than yours. Can you can you can you show us? Um, I think I can graph it, and so my like fingers will extend, and the plants will like weave a small, tiny little circle of where in the solar system it might be. It's like up oh, in that region of the sky, and he, plot it a little bit. He looks like goes, wow, that's cool. Allie, at that point, uh, finishes washing a dish and just puts that back in there. And uh, Tony heads in from outside. Mm. So, uh, kids giving you any trouble yet? It's been uh, uneventful. Our greetings have been successful. Cool. Dinner that evening goes fairly well. You do find out a little more about what's uh, what this thing is actually that they're going to, because Tony tries to explain it and does it very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, he says it's some sort of birthday thing. My people create their next generations. Our progenitor, which can be tracked back four billion of your years to the birth of a small star, is creating its second generation progenitor. It will, in your words, give birth to itself. Oh. It's not too unsimilar from my people. Many of us start as spores. Yes, I understand that you are plant-based. I I think that's how they would best describe it on this planet, yes. And I, it's, it's weird to have a conversation with someone that is very different, but also kind of similar. She's actually very interested in, like, the life cycle of your people. Mm-hmm. The next morning, uh, they're getting ready to leave. Tony kind of stops, like, look, I know... I'm sure you've done this before. I'm sure you're more than capable of watching out, you know, for, for kids for a week. Allie's very independent anyway. Um, mostly you're just here to keep an eye on Ty. And Allie kind of, like, scoffs and, like, you know, blows a hair up. Mm-hmm. It's like, I could have done that. I'm sure you could. Um, if anything happens, in the living room, under the coffee table, there's a panic button. Push the button, and someone will be here. Okay. I hope you don't have to use that. And at that point, Cole is kind of like, you know, tugging him along. He's like, come on, we have to get going. They head out into the front yard, and Cole sort of expands uh, into a 
very stereotypical looking like silver UFO like saucer kind of shape. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony climbs in, uh, waves back at the kids, and they just jut, jet up into the atmosphere. They just have the most beautiful marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I want to abstract a couple of days here because most of this is just going to be very normal stuff. Yeah. Um, so what sort of things are we going to be seeing here over these couple of days? Are there things that um, Darren is doing with the Dakota children uh, mm-hmm. Are you taking them anywhere? Any kind of activities? What kind of stuff do we see here? I believe that probably in his instructions, Tony Rex Dakota's mm-hmm. instructions, uh, there are certain activities that might be restricted to because he is such a big name hero. Sure, sure. Uh, and maybe mobily limited because sure. he is such a big name hero. I think we would go for, I would try to take them out for hikes in the woods and would try to teach them some basic plant words uh, that they butcher um, <laughs> to exchange and talk about the the accents of different plants so lots of hiking uh maybe some gardening very outdoorsy public spaces okay yeah yeah i like that i think that works um and i think we do get you know some definitely ty is the more energetic and outgoing of the two yeah because eight-year-olds are awesome right yeah so he's you know running around like smelling everything at one point he brings you a lizard like that he just found on a hike Allie, we see more kind of like definitely trying not to look like she's enjoying it, but probably definitely enjoying it. Yeah. And a few days in, this is probably about halfway through the trip, Mm -hmm. we get a panel of a big, very familiar looking ship early one morning hovering hovering over the household. No, not here. No, not here. I hate you. I hate you so much. Why the children? Why couldn't have been somewhere like I don't know, like the like Mojave Desert? No, like are there young, adorable people? Better do it here. (laughs) Better do it here. Okay. All right. All right. I'm back. So okay. So it's early morning. Basically, everyone is still sort of in bed. Everyone is still sort of, uh, you know, out of it. And as Darren is coming down the stairs, probably to, like, make a breakfast or something, Mm -hmm. uh, you can see out the window that the ship is just hovering over the front yard. What do you do? Okay, again, I would see them outside hovering over. Uh, My first response, I think, would be to turn around and go to their bedrooms. Okay. I think when you walk into Ty's room, he is already up and, like, bouncing up and down in front of the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks no. back over. He's, like, he's got this, like, big, giant, like, grin on his face. His eyes are huge. Like, huge. He's like, there's aliens. Um, I would immediately <laughs> grab him <laughs> into my arms and face him and turn him into glue. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is your plan? Is it to... Um, I, my plan right now is to phase them so they can't be harmed. Okay. And turn them into globs. And then quietly sneak downstairs. Because <laughs> their bedrooms are on the second floor, sure, correct? Sure, yes. On the sure. second floor. Makes sense. And once <clears throat> I have them glooped, I'm going to go to the coffee table and try and hit the button. Okay. <laughs> so you get Ty, you grab him, you, yes. you, you gloop him. Yes. And within about four seconds, he just reverts. No. Because that was weird. Damn it! <laughs> At that point, you see Allie kind of in his doorway and she's just leaning up against it. Shaking her head a little bit. That's not going to work long term. I'm. It's our mom's side of the family. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> she looks over at the window. 
Who are they? They are unexpected visitors. Well, Dad just says a visitor is just a friend you haven't met yet. Um, these are not, these are not friendly visitors. And she kind of like makes a little, little motion with her hand. Oh, they're not. No, um... Okay, you know, in your in your culture, you have young seedlings walk around with treats in their backpacks, and you, they knock on your door and they give you the treats. Yeah, Halloween, yeah. Uh, yes, they're the opposite. They're the opposite. They're, of they come, they knock on the door. They're not nice, and they take things. And at that point, there is a knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can look out the, the window at this point, and there are three uh, figures. Two of them are very, very tall. One of them is kind of on the shorter side. One of the tall ones has this, like, very bright purple kind of foliage look going on. The mm-hmm. other one is very green. And the short squat one is kind of like a like a woody sort of looking thing. Mm-hmm. You recognize the rest of your group uh, from back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, the, the tall purple one is the one that's knocking. And the other two are kind of, like, starting to look up at the windows. What do you do? Um, okay, so my plan of... <laughs> <laughs> my plan to gloop them did not go as planned um the plan did not go as planned first i think i would shift into my actual appearance because i do have an appearance that's more earth-like to somewhat blend in so i would shift to uh my six-eyed four-armed self and ty goes wow that's cool and i become very serious I am going to touch the floor with one of my forearms and phase the floor out. And so we all fall into the living room. Okay. So I can get to the table. I'm fine with that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you phase through into the living room. Yeah. At that point, I think uh, the the shorter one is kind of like looking in and sees you and like knocks on the glass really hard. Okay. I hit the pan of button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I reach the pan of button? Yeah. yeah okay. I'm fine with that. So you hit it. All right. Hit the panic button. All right. Um, so you hit that and it starts kind of like making this like slow, like, like beep kind of noise. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's coming or when or how long that's going to take, but Lord you hit, you help hit me. the panic button. Lord help me. If it's Buzz, there's going to be some consequences. <laughs> you have no idea who it is. So you've hit that button now. Lord uh, help me if it now, is. <laughs> and now what? I would use my two arms and pick up the children and I would try to make a run into the yard. Okay. To flee. Okay. Um, I am going to have I bravely you... run away. Okay. I am going to have you... Tell you what. Uh, let's have you... Let's just have you defend someone. Roll plus savior. Because you're trying to you know, right. keep the kids safe. I think that's close enough. This is not going to go very well. Unless it does. An 11, but my savior's minus one, and I'm insecure. So I have minus two to defend someone. So that's so an eight. That's still a seven to nine. Yeah. You get out to the backyard, um, and at this point, the uh, the big uh, leafy green one that mm-hmm. had been, you know, uh, not knocking on the door or looking in the window has moved around to the back and kind of like holds up a hand at you. Are you well? And you don't know where they picked up English, but at some point they did. Mm-hmm. Sounds kind of concerned. Yes. Is this a deceit? I'm asking. Is this a deceit? Lying is not in our nature. I, I could just answer that, or I could have you pierce their mask. And I think I want you to pierce their mask. Roll plus right. mundane. I have six, but my mundane is three, so nine. Nine? Nice. Yeah. So on a hit, uh, you can ask one of those questions. What are you really planning? What do you want me to do? What do you intend to do? How could I get your character to blank? Or how could I gain influence over you? You get one of those questions. Oh, intend. 
So what do they intend to do? Yes. Okay. So I think the way we ask, uh, ask, answer that question is, no, we are here to help you. And it kind of like, may I bring the others? This would be much easier as a group. We will not do harm to the seedlings, correct? Oh, of course not. Okay, I would put the children down. And I think Ty at this point is kind of like just off to the side, looking around, very much uh, interested in this new uh, plant person. Mm-hmm. And it makes a, a very loud, like, chirping kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two come around the side of the house. And the purple one kind of leans forward. We have been looking for you for a very long time. I have not been in hiding. Can we switch to our language? I suppose so, if you do not wish the seedlings to understand what is being said. And Allie at this point just kind of looks at you like, what? <laughs> I think the exchange of our ideas would be easier for everyone if it was in our native language. Fair. And at this point, you get kind of panels that are showing faces in profile. Mm-hmm. So it shows them in profile and then you and When you left, we were cast out. You either become as a group, as a whole, or you are culled as a whole. You do not have to preach to me. I know what that meant. You have been granted a chance, and we have decided to assist you with your re-becoming. We landed here several... I think it's been weeks at this point... We have seen what this place has to offer, and we know how to best help it. We are here to help you. And the green one says, we are here to help you help them. And then the little one goes, we are here to help you help them become. And then they kind of switch back over to English for a second. Mm -hmm. We are here to help them become us. So what does what does Darren look like in these panels? I know what the becoming means. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be confused because their planet's not like ours. They can't become like we become. Sure. Is that something that you're actually saying out loud? or? Yes, I would say that out loud. <clears throat> this, this planet's not the same. They do not have the structure. They do not have the... They do not have the gift to give like we have on our planet. But they could. Every planet has the potential to give, but our gift is different. That is our planet's gift. All we have to do to return is to fix this world. We have spoken with a friend of yours, we believe. Evergreen? The Evergreen? Yes. The native meat creatures harm the plant creatures quite a lot, quite excessively. We can help them fight back. We can help them become like us. What if they don't wish to become like us? And they just look confused at you for a second. Are you... Are you... Do you not want to help them? That was my mission here. I was sent here to get clemency. Then it seems that the easiest thing to do is weed the garden. I think you do not understand the culture of our people like I do. Perhaps we understand it better. Perhaps that is why you ran. I need to take a powerful blow. (laughs) 
One can be marked. Six. Oh. Ten. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. That's a hard blow. Oh. I think that hits you right in the feelings. Oh, pumpkin. Uh, so on a ten plus, okay. uh, you either remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc., lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or take two options off that seven to nine list. All right. <laughs> This is the best time for this to happen. This is. This is the best time. <laughs> I don't have a teammate here, so I don't feel like the lash out verbally is very applicable. I mean, you do have the Dakota kids. I do have the Dakota kids. Are we considering them teammates? I think I would for this. Yeah, yeah, I, think uh, I, would. I think lose my lose control of myself or your powers in a terrible way. Oh, which has worked out so well in real the past. Well. Yeah. So I guess what what it comes down to then is what would your intent be with this at this point? I think I would lash out okay. with my powers. Since I am in my full tree mm-hmm. plant mushroom form, um, I think I would increase my density mm-hmm. to be extremely heavy. Mm-hmm. Like I sink down into the mm-hmm. soil a bit um, and I everything like feels heavier around me. Uh, and my pheromones are like all the plants are starting to grow up around me and I try to hit them with one of my branch sure. arms. Sure. So I think that definitely happens, and I think... Um, yeah, lose I control. Think, I think you hit him probably into the house. Oh, um, that's such a nice house. <laughs> oh, dang it. Okay. So so I think you just, like, when they say that, you just smack one of them into a house. Let's say probably the, uh, the purple one at that point. And the other two kind of, like, bristle up like they're just shocked, but they're going into like fight mode rather than flight mode. Mm-hmm. When that happens, um, Ty and Ali kind of step in front of you, and they change a little bit. Okay. Um, so Ty's head elongates backwards, grows two horns over his eyes and one over his nose. Ali bulks up a little bit, uh, tail hooked kind of uh, claws, mm-hmm. and a very sharp pointed snout. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, and they just sort of like position themselves in a defensive position in front of you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And as it looks like this is about to happen and this fight is about to go down, uh, you just hear kind of a soft cough up in the sky and everyone sort of looks up. Oh no. Uh, this is the first time you have seen Axiom. Oh shit. What? <laughs> um, so Axiom is... I cuss so much in this podcast. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Oh shoot. Oh, no. Axiom is a pretty big name superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, there are statues to him in town. Uh, he's a generational superhero, so we know that this is the third generation of Axioms. We don't really know who's inside that suit right now. Mm-hmm. But there's a little kind of cough. Looks like there's a problem here. Can I help? Very much. He lands in the middle of the uh, of the yard betwixt the two groups here. Mm-hmm. Axiom wears a chrome and kind of electric blue, like, power armor sort of suit. Okay. It definitely um, moves. It's very form-fitting. It's not, like, bulky. Is it not unlike a hero with a film franchise? No. Technically, this is a nanotech power suit. Uh, It is very legally distinct from any other, uh, you know, uh, metal kind of suit. Yes. Yes. Steel. Yes. Male. Yes. No, yes. It is definitely not that. Okay. Very legally distinct. Yes. Okay. Uh, also, not rich, and nobody really knows who this person is right now. Okay. So, the the other two in your group, 
um, at this point kind of like back off a little bit. And the one, the purple one starts to extricate itself from the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, They see that they are maybe a little bit outnumbered at this point. And the green one kind of like reaches a hand forward. I'm so sorry that we could not come to an accord. And they sort of file back and grow up into the ship, which after a moment starts to take off. Mm Mm-hmm. Axiom looks up at it, looks over at you. That seemed like it was a tense situation. I think I would uh, retract back to a more human-like form. My sixth eye absorbs. <laughs> my sixth and fifth eye absorb themselves back in, and my I have I'm now bipedal, and I don't know what the word is for bi-armed, <laughs> two-armed. I'm sorry. Have we met? I am Darren, and I accept. I open my hand, uh, which still is like vine-like. <laughs> Because uh, everything's still, like, kind of glooping in, and uh, I'm dripping sap. He reaches out, and he kind of shakes it, and as he does, you can tell there's a very, like, very fine force field between uh, glove and sappy hand. So <laughs> go, Fair it enough. It doesn't stick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you hit the button. Where's the button? It's in the d- living room. Awesome. Underneath the caffeinated beverage table. And he kind of walks through the, uh, you know, collapsed part of the house. Reaches under the coffee table and grabs the button, sticks it back on his suit, walks back out. Uh, you can let Tony know that we're even now, squaresies. And uh, if he needs anything else, he can ask elsewhere. Axiom away! And he's just up into the sky. You butthead. <laughs> oh, you posterior head man. <laughs> But I think the last couple of panels we get here, though, are uh, you out in the backyard with uh, the Dakota kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triceratops and Allosaurus. Oh my god, Jeremy. I've been waiting so long Je- for that. Jeremy. <laughs> and we will see I you. I trusted you. We will see you, ne- you. <laughs> next issue. Masks, A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of mushrooms, mayhem, and mimes. Give it your dollars, it is well worth them. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piro is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at catfood. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Apexity is jammed by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at cinderbrandt or Instagram at brandt.ash and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.